Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, sir, right on schedule. It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 115 for November 24th, 2020. I am Steve Wichel in New Orleans. And this is Tony B, the Fabulous T, coming to you live from New Jersey. What's happening? Fabulous T. Yes. Is that a nickname you gave yourself or somebody else gave you that? Uh, over the years, many nicknames, the Fabulous T, Mr. Mr. Tony. I love nicknames. I have so many nicknames that people have given me. I have like 10 of them, probably. Maybe 12. Think about nicknames. Steve the Crazed Witch. Steve the Crazed That's the only one I gave myself. <laughs> <laughs> Steve the Crazed okay, the craze Witch. That's a throwback to another thing that we were talking about uh, in episode uh, 107, maybe. I don't know. Reference in 80, uh, episode 89 as well. Uh, was it? Okay. I don't recall that. Uh, but nicknames are a thing that you can't, you can't really give yourself. You know, you can't be like, hey, start calling me T-Bone. Like, people would be like, no, <laughs> I'm not calling you T-Bone. I'll call you what I want to call you. That's how nicknames come about, because people start calling you like, hey, T. And then all of a sudden you're T. If you answer to it, of course. If you, you know. answer to it, yeah. We worked with the guy, Eric, and the other guy I worked with kept calling him Pete. And he said, my name is not Pete to Eric. And he said, well, you are Pete to me, and I will call you Pete from now on. And after a while, you started answering to Pete. Uh, that's great. Well, you are Pete to me, and from now on, you shall be known as Pete. You are Pete. Yes. He's like, he's like Pete, get me that thing over there. And he's like, why, why am I even answering to you? My name's not Pete. <laughs> well, you are Pete to me. Yes, he's been conditioned. He's just conditioned like Pavlov's dog. That's funny. I, my because I I have a nickname that I think is my favorite nickname that people call me, but very few people call me it anymore. Um, it was more of a nickname when I was younger. So yeah, occasionally, no, just my last name is Witchell, but people used to call me Witch, and that I, that's my favorite nickname. Witch, yeah, Witch. I I love that nickname. So every once in a while, I'll talk to somebody and they'll they'll refer to me as Witch, and I always kind of smile like, oh, girl. What witch. up, bitch? What up, witch? Because I used to, that was like my stage name thing, too, when when we were playing uh, back in the 80s, you know. 
I was Steve Witch. Steve Witch. Because you couldn't, like, if you saw Witchell spelled, a lot of people don't pronounce it right. Right? What's Witchell? What's Witchell? No, it's Witchell. So I just prefer Witch back then. You know, when I was trying to be a rock star. You, you remember that those days, right? Live, flown in from Europe, Steve Wichello. <laughs> Wichello. But uh, uh, some of my favorite, uh, other favorite nicknames, uh, I'm going to tell you after I take the sip of wine. Um, uh, my friend Funny Steve, that's his nickname because he owns a comic store, comic book store called Funny Books, and his name is Steve. Funny Steve. So he's Funny Steve. Um, he said early on knowing him, he call, he started calling me Sideshow because I was a huge Simpsons fan, still am. Yep. And yep. and I was he did this annual thing called Funny Rama, where it was kind of like a little comic mini comic comic book convention in uh, in town in in Parsippany, Lake Awata, where where I was living at the time, and I did his uh, I was kind of like the music guy and also the sidekick he was doing like a talk show like he had a show he had a whole day of like he would do interviews with people and and he tried to format it like a show like a talk show so he had like a desk up there and and he would have guests come up throughout this whole event it was like a day-long event like six hours and my job was to you know provide the music and 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 be like the paul schaefer or the uh Andy Richter. The musical director. Yeah, the musical director and, and the, the guy that the host talks to to, to kind of joke around a little bit. So yeah. from from right from there, he started calling me Sideshow. And sideshow. You go Sideshow. I, I, that was it. I was Sideshow. And so anytime I That was your email for a long time, too. Side it still show is. It still is. Sideshow67 at AOL. My, my first ever email account, and I just gave it out on... Uh, to the national airwaves here. So please, okay. quickly. I'm going to get some spam. Send as many emails as possible attached with 399 U.S. currency, please. <laughs> um, yeah, because that was my first when I was when I knew him when we were hanging out. I mean, long I've known him. I still talk to him every week, actually. Um, so I've known him for like 20 years. Um, and uh, that was when the first like when people were first getting computers and getting the internet and AOL was like uh, that was it. You signed up for AOL. So I was like, eh, pick a username, and I was like, all right, I'll be Sideshow. Why not? <laughs> and I still have that email address 20 years later, or whatever it was. What was it, 2008? Yeah. yeah so like 12 years ago, I believe. Uh, probably earlier than that. No, yeah, definitely earlier than that. When did you? Yeah, it was like the early 2000s. Wow, it's been a long time, huh? 1999 or 98, I guess, is when, when I got, I had a computer, and we were on the internet. Kids Dude, you know, it's funny, when we used to work construction way before internet and everything, we know we were playing out in, in the band, original band, and uh, all the guys would either call me Big Time or Headliner. <laughs> I like both of those. Yeah, they were both very, very funny. Yo, Big Time, bring that thing over here. So what, what, you know, what was the origin of Big Time? Like, because I was going to be a rock star. Oh, because, okay. you know, right, I was right. always talking about, like, my band's doing this, my band's doing that, and they're always like, yeah, hey, you're headlining, man, like, Headliner. Atlanta. I like yeah. it. Major League was another one. That was a, a, one of my favorites. Major League. That's good. See, those are good, nice, positive, life-affirming, strength-affirming names. Do, do you remember Calvin Harrison no. from uh, 
Calvin Harris from uh, Elevators. No. He was big, oh, he was the bass player. player. Black, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had the big, the 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 big Cobra. The, yeah, yeah. The neck, get bass. Yeah. The first gig I sat in with him, we played the first set when we came up. I'm like, I said, man, that was great. I said, you were. He had a solo, you know. I said, you you were killing it, man. That was great. And he's like, man, my man. He's like. I got to go outside of my car and practice before the next set because you are major league. <laughs> there you go. And me and him were goofing on it, like big time, major league, let's go. Chuck Bravo and the, <laughs> Chuck Bravo and the major leaguers. The major leaguers, I like it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's a great compliment to get from somebody, especially a bass player. Especially, especially from him, too, you know. He's, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a very talented musician, but... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, and then you know, over the over the years, there was always good nicknames like like uh, I know was was this old guy on the job gave me I know because you used to say like make sure you don't trip over that thing sticking out there. He's like, yeah, I know, right? Or uh, you know, just many names over the years. You know, not all positive ones, I'm sure. You know, I get uh, Jer- Jared. You know, Jared who wrote the theme. Yep. Yeah, he calls me the Tower. That's my nickname from for him. The Tower. The Tower. And he always like anytime oh. I'm I'm struggling in life or whatever I'm feeling a little down, he's like, "You're the Tower. You can't. You know, you're fine. You're the you're standing tall. You're nobody can knock you down." Unless, Sentinel Steve. Yes. Um. So that's I like that nickname. Which doctor is another one that I got from? <laughs> I like that one. That's good. Which doctor from from uh. These guys that I played with, I've never talked to you about this or on this show. Um, <clears throat> original band in Jersey, and this was really kind of just before I moved here. And they were, uh, you know, just a four piece, you know, bass, drums, guitar, vocals. That's it. And they played all originals. And they were, um, I think there might have been one cover, but they were like metal, you know, they were metal dudes. And like the singer was like a, a screamer. He was more like a Pantera guy than, um, you know, than, uh, than a, like a singing singer. Um, and they were good. You know, it was, the music was strange. It was, it was it's some of it, like the way it was arranged. It wasn't, you know, it was arranged kind of like we did when we were younger, you know, like when you didn't really know how to craft songs. Yeah, it wasn't, as well. it wasn't polished. Yeah. Uh, but still fun to play. And I played, I played one gig with them. I played a party, um, but when when I first went to rehearse with that, I, I had gotten this was so before I moved. So it was uh, you know like twenty twenty oh eight twenty oh nine, yeah, I think two thousand nine, and uh, they I had gotten the, the tracks somehow from uh, online or from CD or something, and I learned every song. I just learned learned them, you know. And that was my habit of just if I'm gonna go jam with somebody, I'm gonna go play. Like I'm gig ready, you know. That's how I always approach it. So I went there, and and I, you know, we played for you know like the first song. They were all just like, "Holy shit!" Like how do you, how did you play that right? And you know they they were just blown away. So right, that was it. That's where that name was born. You're like the doctor. You're you're the witch doctor. And that was it. That's where that nickname was born. And I don't. Those guys aren't. I don't talk to him much. The one guy, the singer Frank, I, I talked to him a bit more. He was at the party actually. You might have met him. The my going away party that I threw for myself. Yes, yes. He was trying to be, like tall guy, bald. Um, probably had a shirt off. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like that guy always had a shirt off. Um, I don't recall that, but I do. I think I do recall him. Um, 
And so. I recall the dude we, we were supposed to play with, uh, Naush, the guitar Naush, dude. Yes. Naush, Naush. Naush Scott. Naush, Naush, Naush. We never really did get the answer to how to pronounce her name. No, but what was the guy that we were supposed to do the gig with? The guitar player? I don't even remember, man. That's horrible that I don't remember. I don't PJ? Remember. Oh, it was PJ. Yeah, PJ's at Arosa. Yeah, PJ. PJ's, uh, there you go. See? Come back. Yeah, PJ's, uh, he's in L.A. Great, great guitar player. Good friend of mine. We, we were on tour together for a month. Um, but, you know, even in, in a month, you get to know somebody real well when you're spending every single day in the van and then at the gig and then at the hotel. And uh, He's a great dude. Yeah, he was he's a good dude. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I should give him a call. Um what other nicknames are there? Um jeez. I, I know that there's there's so many of because I think of them once in a while. I'm like, oh, somebody call me that. Um Oh, it's horrible. I can't remember. Because I, I know there's like ten of them at least. And people calling me. Uh <laughs> Poopy Pants. That's a nickname. We, me and PJ. Actually, PJ's nickname. PJ came up with that nickname. <laughs> Poopy Pants. I get, so I have to tell the story now because you just brought it up. Did I ever tell a story on here? No, I was just thinking oh, of boy. nicknames that you would You know want. what? What do we got to lose, right? All right. Because it ties in exactly with that, with PJ. I was PJ's a guitar player I met in New Jersey, and he was playing in a cover band we had mutual friends and then we ended up jamming together like once or twice not even a gig we just in a rehearsal room um and uh we we just hit it off right away we, we got along great and then this opportunity came up for me to go out on tour with this artist from la he was a singer songwriter he had one album out he was well funded uh his mom had money and, you know, he lived in L.A. and nice. She lived in L.A. in a nice area of L.A. And uh, he just, you know, he played guitar and sang, needed a backup band. And he had his own. Uh, uh, no, he just needed the backup band. It was just bass, guitar and um, keyboards. So I get through mutual friends through Steve Brown, actually, from Trickster. Uh, he hooked me up with this this manager guy who was looking to hire a bass player for this this tour, and I and I took the gig. And, and then that manager dude said, "Do you know anybody who can play guitar um, who could do this?" And I had just been talking to PJ and just been you know, like, we we were trying to get something to going, and nothing was happening. So I, he was the first person that came to mind. So I I contacted him and said, "Hey hey, do you want to do this tour?" And he was like, "Yeah." So he you know we got the paperwork out. We we got paid. We got paid pretty well for it. You know. Not killer, killer, killer money, but we got paid pretty well for our time. And uh, we flew out to L.A. Uh, to rehearse for a couple of days, and then that, that was it. We were going to be off uh, to the, uh, off on, out on tour right away. And so we met, me and PJ flew together, and then we met the keyboard player at the airport, I believe. It was at the airport, and his, his name's Matt, and... Um, I'm not going to say his last name. He'll never hear this. And nobody he knows will ever hear this. Unless it's Jared. Uh, you, know, you can never say that. You can never say that. I know. But I don't think so. But I'm not going to say anything that he doesn't know about already. It's just, you know, he doesn't find it funny. And I do. 
and we all do. <laughs> Uh, but P so PJ is the kind of guy that gives people nicknames. He's he's one of, like my friend Funny Steve. He gives people nicknames. That's how I got sideshow. He just gives everybody nicknames. upper decker. Yeah, <laughs> right. So PJ's the kind of guy that just gives everybody nicknames as soon as he meets him. Um, and I don't remember what he called me, which is weird. But um. podcasting is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Introducing the science of a podcast, hosted by Spreaker from iHeart. This weekly podcast looks at the many sides of the podcasting industry, from success, growth, and technology to the varying challenges we all face. This is one podcast about podcasting you don't want to miss. New episodes launch every Tuesday. Listen to the science of a podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, so, it, so Matt's got this. You know, he's all the, he's just like the sunny, happy. A- acting kind of dude and he's got the cargo shorts on when we meet him and uh and uh, the, the there was something about the cargo shorts and and uh pj started calling as soon as we got back to the hotel it, me and pj were sharing a room I, I think and he uh said let's go get maddie pants and we'll go get uh, something to eat and he was just maddie pants you know right off the bat he was maddie pants and <laughs> You know, for the next, you know, rehearsing for like two or three days, it's Maddie Pence. And he was saying it, you know, right? I, I, I think he was saying it to his face. I believe so. He wasn't being a dick about it. He was just like, hey, Maddie Pence. Um, and then so <laughs> we get in the van for the first day to go on tour. And we're, we're at the uh, the U-Haul place. I think we had to rent a trailer uh, there. And... Uh, we get in the and we got everything together. It was like you know a part of an afternoon to kind of get everything together, and then we hit the road. And as soon as we get in the road, he's Matt's in the car in the van, and he's on the phone with his girlfriend, and then he gets off the phone with his girlfriend, and or or he's still on the phone, and he's like talking to us in the van, and he's like, he goes, my my girlfriend just told me that my last name in Spanish means bathroom. So now so, no one knows who he is for sure. So PJ looks at me and he goes, poopy pants. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then from the, then on for the rest of the tour, he was poopy pants and he did not like that nickname. He did. He was very yeah. much against that nickname. Yeah, who would like that? So much so that he emailed the manager who got us the, the whole tour and said, basically said tell these guys to stop calling me poopy pants and we got an email or pj got an email from from this manager basically a cease and desist on poopy cease and desist from the poopy cease pants and on poopy pants yeah so yeah that is fabulous <laughs> so that's a nickname uh gone wrong We've gone bad. We, we met a guy at a gig. He's like, yo, what's up, man? My name's Dirty Kurt. What's going down? He's like, what's your name, man? He's like, my tone, Tony, Tony, Tiger. What's up, Tiger? What's your name, man? So Zach was in the band. Zach's like, Zach. He's like, Zach Attack. Zach Attack, man. What's going on? Dirty Kurt here. What's up, man? He's like, what's your name? <laughs> Steve's like, just Steve. And he's like, all right, man. He's like, get the Tiger. We can Zach Attack him. Just Steve. Just Steve. Oh, oh wait. I... I... I need to refer to everybody that way too. Be like, "Yo, what's up, Tiger? Yo, Just Steve. That was a great song you guys did that last set." 
I, I wasn't even looking at the the chat here, and I just looked at it now. And Chonk is here, and he's he's like, like he says like Chonk, meaning that's his nickname, and then he screams Chonk. <laughs> like Chonk. So his name is Jeff Yonker, and and you can kind of hear where Chonk came from because there's the unk in his Jeff Yonker, Yonker his last name. Yonk. Yeah, if you say if uh, maybe that came up from a drunken thing, Chonk. Jeff Yonker, Chonk, Yo, Jonker. Chonk. That might have been how it came about. I don't know. He'll probably tell us. Um, Could have been. That's, and I really kind of only know Chonk as Chonk. I mean, the first time I talked to Chonk, you know, he, it was online, and his name is online as Jeff Yonker. So and the first time I talked to him, I think on the phone or Skype or whatever, I was like, you know, like, hey, Jeff, you know, what's up? And he's like, he's like it's kind of strange because nobody calls me Jeff. Jeff, everybody calls me Chonk. And that was it. Okay. Like, I just met this guy. I'm going to respect the fact that everybody calls him Chunk and call him Chunk. You will now be Chunk. <laughs> he is Chunk. But I've seen, like, online, other people call him Chunk, too. So, And his email is chunk, 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 dot com. Chunk at chunk, chunk, dot chunk. <laughs> Something like that. Um, and uh, 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 so, yeah, I wish I could remember more of my nicknames. I can't. I'm sure I have bad ones, too, that. I can't think of either, or maybe that I, I don't know I about. Mean, I, I remember having nicknames. Uh, Mad Dog was one. Right. Shmoo, Shmoo was another one. Shmoopy, Shmoo. Like remember the Shmoo, new Shmoo. No. The cartoon the Shmoo. No. Was I was a- playing a, playing a show, so I had a, a mohawk, and then I had a design cut into the side of my head, and had red, white, and blue like the American flag, and it was supposed to be like a chevron, like with the hair left, with everything shaved around it. I remember going to the barber and asking the guy to do it, drawing him a picture, and he was like, "Listen, dude, I will attempt to do that, but I can't promise that it's going to come out exactly like your picture." You know, <laughs> this is I, I was right on the cutting edge of the hairstyle way back at dude in, in the eighties. No one was, <laughs> I couldn't find a place to do it, but this one guy was like up for the challenge so anyway the one side came out perfect the other side looked like a squirrel kind of so they oh, called no. it shmoo. so they were like dude you got that shmoo on the side of your head so i had to like doctor it up a little bit dude boy so yeah, shmoo was shmoo was always one prince of pound was another one from drum solos back in the day that's a good one although that could be uh taken a different way i think Prince of Pound. It's an adult show here, Steve. Yes. Mm. Um, I did. That was not a planned conversation at all. I don't know how we even got into it, but for 21 minutes we've been talking about nicknames. Wow! And there you have it. There you have it. You know, so that that makes this show kind of timeless because it's not like, you know, we're talking about current events here, there. You know that that's talk about nicknames, dude. That's, that's timeless. timeless. Everyone can relate to that. Everyone has a nickname or had a nickname or knows someone with a crazy nickname or someone that had a nickname like Booby Pants that you know <laughs> weren't fond of, but everyone knew about it and called them that. Oh my God, Booby Pants! And then he got he was given another nickname after that by because he went he was on tour with us with this guy John Jones and then playing keyboards and then he came on tour with us with Jared playing drums and. I, I, I told Jared and Steve, the guitar player, about him prior to – because I didn't know those guys either. I was just meeting those guys for the first time, uh, Jared and Steve, and, and Dana was the drummer. Or, 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 Yeah, so he played drums – I'm sorry. 
I got that mixed up. He played drums with us with John Jones, and he was going to play keyboards with Jared. Um, Dana was the drummer. But I didn't really know those guys either. And so they they had the same approach as I had when I first met this guy. You know, like, oh, we're all meeting for the first time. We're going on tour. This is exciting. You're awesome. I'm awesome. Everything is awesome. And, you know, it's a celebratory kind of thing happening. So you want to kind of focus on the best of people and, and think the best of people. But even just after spending a month with him, it was like, I'm not going to get into all this stuff right now, but th- that he <coughs> d- that he did, but he deserved, uh, let's just say he deserved to have a, a, a nickname that was kind of making fun of him. Um, and I, so I, to- I, I told Jared and, and Steve and Dana about, once I got to know those guys a little bit, I told them about this guy and like the experiences I've had. And they were like, you're crazy, man. He's cool. Like, what? What are you talking about? That like they thought I was nuts, and then, like, a, like a week or maybe two weeks at the most later, they're like, "Uh, I get it now. <laughs> I didn't see it then, but now I get it." And then he got a new nickname from them, and I can't remember. It's right on the tip of my tongue too. Because they, because I, they would do, the, they would, they were all aboard with the poopy pants thing. But since they weren't there for the origin of the poopy pants nickname, they came up with their own new nickname. I think it was uh, lunchbox. Oh no, no, no! I know what it was now. It, it's really a little offensive to say, but it was Coon Dog was his nickname. <laughs> Coon Dog, and and I can't tell you too much about the origin of that, because both because it's fuzzy. And it's probably really... <laughs> it's a little fuzzy. <laughs> it's probably really a little uh, over the line. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. Re- it is fuzzy. I don't remember really where it came about. It's kind of like it's sort of a play on his last name. And Gotcha. You know, it's not his last name, but it's sort of a play on his last name. Um, see, I, I said all this stuff about Chonk, and now he's not commenting. So maybe he was like... Once he, I wasn't responding to him, he bailed. Or maybe when he was a kid, his nickname was Poopy Pants, and it brought back bad memories, <laughs> and he had to get off, get, get out of the chat. I don't know, man. Yeah, Poopy Pants as a kid, I mean, if you're like, say you're five years old and you're pooping your pants in in Yeah, but do you remember crazy kids' nicknames in kindergarten? I don't remember, remember any. I, rem- I don't remember any in particular, no. I remember there were. I remember the first day we had a kid in class, Kevin the Slocky was his last name. And, of course, everyone was like, vicious cocky. You have vicious cocky. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you're from, just... from the second like the, the school started, that was his nickname for years after that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember anyone when I was a kid, and man. Kids like, like, I remember the kid had... had Holtzel, they used to call him Hotel. Like, it was just, you know, like, stupid names. Like, you live in a hotel, dude. Your family doesn't have a home. You live in a hotel. Meanwhile, he didn't live in a hotel. You know what I mean? But his name sounded like that. <laughs> stupid stuff. Stupid. I remember one now. There was a, uh, I was in, I'm going to say fifth grade. And this dude, I, I remember his name. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I haven't talked to him since, like, school. But I'm still friends with him on Facebook. And he called me. He would call me Witch Pie, and not only would he call me Witch Pie, but he had a little song that he sang with it. 
The witch I pie swear to God, hey, yeah, he would go, witch pie, do, 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 witch pie. And, and like he, every time, like all the time, and we were little kids, but he just made this little song, which is so. He'd be like, witch pie, do, 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 yeah, every time. Hi. Or they're like, go to the office now. <laughs> it's Tony Manganiello. Or is it like a music video and all the teachers are like, witch pie. Which and all the kids are doing like the clap move, like you know, up and down, <laughs> like a like right. a uh, grooving. Uh, what uh, breaks out? Uh, everybody dancing. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah, like a flash mob. Flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, J- Chong said his son's nickname was Pump Pumpkin Pooper, <laughs> and pumpkin he said pooper. he said you can guess why. I don't. I don't yeah. know what how. I don't know what the guess is there. He would pump poop pumpkins, or yeah, or his diapers were filled with like pumpkin puree. Oh, <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty then, let's move on from that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a sip of wine. Uh, so it is uh, Thanksgiving week here in the United States. Thanksgiving is in two days from now. Um, yeah. Tomorrow night would traditionally be a very busy gig night. Yeah, I, and there is a band playing locally here that I might go out and see. I'm not sure yet. And it's an indoor gig. And I might go out and see it. Um, oh, he said, I'm sorry, I'll respond to Chuck. He said, uh, it was he was trick or treating and had to go, so it happened during a Halloween excursion. Oh no! The pumpkin pooper thing. Um. So yeah, I was uh, or or uh, the, there's a band playing tomorrow night. The band one, the band that I went to see uh, a week or so ago out at the camp at Harahan. Uh, guys, I know the drummers, the guy I play with, and uh, they're playing an indoor gig tomorrow. Rocket Bowl, which is a is a kind of a, f- a famous ish place here, and is a very popular place for bands. And really cool venue for like good stage, really big dance floor area, nice bar, and it's a bowling alley too. And you know, food you get bowling alley food right there, even better than that, better than bowling alley food. Um, so they're playing tomorrow night. So I might go out for that because of the biggest party night of the year aspect of it. Because it's not there now for you, right? Really? No, no, no bands. Like nobody's playing anywhere in Jersey. Nope. Wow. I, you, I, I, I think you're right because I'm friends with a lot of Jersey people on Facebook, and I don't see anything going on. Um. They just, uh, here in Louisiana, they just brought us back to phase two today. So we, we're falling backwards. Um, it doesn't seem like there's going to be too many things that are going to change as a result of it, though, I, I think. Because it's, it's just not, it's not being enforced. You know, people are, like, we're th- th- that place I went, I told you about, Harahan, it, um, this place called the camp outdoor thing. Um, so a lot of space to be able to social distance if you want to. Um, but basically nobody's wearing a mask. 
and if you go indoors, you ha- you would have to go inside to buy to the bar, and they're wearing masks. The employees, and uh, it's pretty pretty big area there. You can stay away from people, um, but I think those kind of gigs are still going to happen here, even though they rolled shit back. Uh, as long as they can, you know, like you said, until someone shuts them down. Right. Um, and it's not really being enforced because a lot of people here just are not buying into it. Still, still, even with the the fact that it's ramping up so much, so much, so many more people are getting infected, hospitalized, and dying, and there's still people that are just like, ah, eh. it's the flu. Like for real, a lot of people around here, and some people have gotten it and. You know, it wasn't that bad. You know, they got over it, and so they don't have anything to be afraid of. So that's happening. That's happening. Gear. Oh, Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Well, <laughs> uh, we just see just how many people actually go out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the reason. I, like, I don't know. I I figured like tomorrow night it'll probably be pretty packed night before Thanksgiving is still for everybody kind of in that that has that mentality of well it's the next day you can kind of sleep in so you can go out and get hammered and mom will cook the turkey or somebody will while you're hungover right Um, so maybe I will I I don't know I, I have some really fun exciting interesting news that just happened before this podcast. Yes, announcements, please. It, yeah, it's. Um, did we talk about it last? Hold, hold, I listened back to, and I don't remember if we talked about it last week. So you'll have to remind me if we talked about this. Okay. I have this idea because we have this, um, you know, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash go Van Central. 161 now, thousand people. Uh, that like it and a bit more that follow it and the the group 57,000 people so combined over 200,000 people big audience growing big growing steadily and bigger all the time um, so face, face, Facebook introduced this idea where pages can uh, host events do a live stream and sell tickets prior to it so make it an event you know sell get people to buy into it and those are the only people that are going to be able to see, watch this thing. So I've been, have we talked about this? Have I already mentioned this before? No. I have not. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, you can talk while I was coughing. Steve, what are you coughing? Are I you tried okay? to, I tried to mute it, then I could go. I, I, the wine went down the road. Th- uh, thing in my throat <laughs> the wrong pipe all right so so i've been thinking about this since it was rolled out in september like what can i do what can i what sort of event with this audience can i do that will benefit everybody that um and it, you know september they release this okay so it's another month month uh, uh or two months since and when i went to see that band a couple weeks ago a, l- a bunch of people were shooting, doing Facebook Lives, 
and then there was this one guy who had a a, a a drone that was flying overhead and he was shooting with a camera with that and he he did I don't think he did a Facebook live with it but he posted the video of it on his page and it looks super cool like the stage is it's big it's a nice it's a cool area and it looks re- really good on camera so um I was, you know, I went to see them and then I saw that video and I was, I just kind of put two and two together. It's like, well, why don't we do a Facebook live thing where we sell tickets and I can promote it to cover that central community, which is huge. And, you know, it's a win all around for the audience, for the band, they can make some money. And for, um, for us, for cover Band central, you know, everybody wins in that. And now, especially with this, COVID getting worse and people are stir crazy and people want that live music experience. Um, I think, I think this could work. <coughs> I have the cough again. I'm sorry. Here, say something. Cause I got to cough more. Interesting, Steve, that you should mention these types of things, you know, cause I've been looking into, uh, different options for cameras and broadcasting equipment for just this very need. So I've been, uh, like I said, researching, going through different options and seeing what interfaces are out there and multi-cameras and which cameras work best with each other. And, you know, do you do Zoom? Do you do GoPro? Uh, Like I said, the different interfaces that, you know, you can then blend and edit and and do all your switching and your camera switching. And, you know, I, I revamped my studio this weekend. I put some new LED lights in it so it's super bright like a photography studio which really makes the video crisp, you know? And then I have a monitor right out in front of where I'd be sitting, and I'm going to mount a camera to that. This way I have, like, an interactive, if you and I are doing a a one-on-one meeting or a lesson or a presentation or an event or something, you know what I mean? I have that's what I'm making now, the studio, so I'll have multi-camera with with a switching device. That's so awesome. I'm I'm excited to see when you have that. Because we might you and I might want to consider doing this via video too, because there's, there's people out there that do podcasts, but do it with video. So you can see, so if maybe people will actually want to see us, who knows, want to see our setup and want to see our faces and stuff. So we should, we should maybe try I mean, how long we've been doing this now, dude, three years. Yeah. So once episodes worth, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. So once you get that cool mega setup going on, Maybe we can uh, investigate that, too. Yes, I'm hopeful through the holidays, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, I was in touch with a buddy of mine who, who gave me some information of, of a guy that he uses for his setup on, on the web. Um, and so I'm going to be in touch with him. But I already had a lot of the components, you know, available, not, not so much the computer and the switching and the routing devices, but, you know, the mics, the cables. Uh, like I said, I was going to redo the lighting in my studio anyway because it was old fluorescent lighting and the ballast was burned out in one of the lights. You know, it was just was dim. So now it's like a retail store in here. And uh, yeah, it's exciting to see the technology now because, like you said, you can I can set up a bunch of cameras and some mics and just leave set up, you know. And then this way, like I said, you can have live video interaction from multiple angles, whether it be a live broadcast, uh, a live jam, an event, you know, a, a lesson, like you said, a podcast, anything that involves an audio and video. Right. You know, I don't have drums mic'd up to where it'll be, you know, at a level where you could, you know, appreciate them, you know, and it's not just a tinny, you know, just your computer audio. Because like everything else, you know, like when we do the podcast here, 
right. even with the microphones, just for your voice. You know, there's a big difference depending on, sure. if, you know, what mic you use into the board. Are you putting compression on it? You know, are you tailoring it up in any way? Right. You know, it's not just a raw signal. Right. <clears throat> you know, but there's a lot of stuff out there. It's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. And, and you know, and that was my, so I'm, I'm thinking of this idea, right? So I like, I'm at the show. And I see this, this, and I see that video with a drone. I'm like, man, I should do that. I should figure out a way to do, you know, do do a a, a match of this and and take advantage of this. The fact that I can sell tickets to live events on Caribbean Central to this audience, and uh, also, you know, uh, do something to help the music community, which is really. Uh, it's it's been a thing that I've wanted to do because I'm in it, you know. I'm I'm one of everybody, you know. I'm out of work as a musician, and I want to help musicians. So I went back to that venue um, again a few days later uh, to see a different band. What's um, yeah, a different band with a lot of the same kind of uh, circle of friends there. And there was this guy there, the guy who did the drone video. <clears throat> which looked super cool and he's somebody I'd met before a couple times and seems like a super friendly guy and he does a lot of filming he does uh he shoots uh, uh either film or I, I think he's doing film and still images at uh, uh Saintscapes so he gets the sidelines ticket you know ticket into Superdome and gets to shoot from sidelines so he's you know he's a pro um so I talked to him about this idea like what if we you know, took this band and did a show and promote, like, made a really cool, super cool video to promote it to show how cool this band is and sell it on Cover Band Central. Sell, like, sell the show. Like, all right, this is a live stream. It's going to be, and I, I, I emphasize to him, multi camera. It's got to be multi camera. We need a, a way to do that. So he was like, he was kind of hemming and hawing a little bit about, like, oh, I'm not sure if I have the right gear. I have to look into it, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and I'm like, but I'm still thinking positive. And this is like a week, two weeks ago, maybe, that I, I, I had this conversation. I can't remember. What is today? Tuesday? Yeah, I don't think it was last week. It might have been last week. Um, well, a lot of sorts. Anyway, I, I, I reached out to him the next day uh, online and said, what do you think of this? You know, Have you given any thought to this idea? And he, he suggested that we do it on December 6th, which is coming up like in a week and a half but it's that band at that same venue also playing with a, a zeppelin tribute band who the singer of that band is adam pierce he was and he was on the voice he got very far on the voice uh like f four or five years ago um so he's well known especially around here um <clears throat> but he's well known worldwide for being on this show so i figure okay this is a perfect opportunity dude to to do this um, this the band that opens uh, Phase Five is just the the top notch musicians of New Orleans uh, of this whole not the like Bourbon Street scene but just kind of the whole suburb suburban scene here of the players that have been around here forever and have played on Bourbon Street a ton of times but they've played everywhere they're they're just like the rock stars they're the local rock stars and they they deserve it because they're real good so. They're playing in the, the first band and then the, the Zeppelin band. Um, so I, so I kind of just, I, I'm really excited about this idea ever since I got it. You know, it was last week. I'm not, now that I'm thinking, it was last week because I haven't talked to you about it, right? 
Have I? No, you, no, you and I did not speak about it. Okay. <clears throat> so, I, so yeah, so I, I reached out to that guy. I haven't heard an uh, email, and he sent me an email back and said, I just got to check in this, blah, blah, blah. And I haven't heard from him since. So that was, I emailed him on Thursday and heard back from Thursday and haven't heard from him since. Today, I get a message from the guitar player from that band, Phase 5, who I talked to at that gig, and I told him my idea too. And he, I got a, a message. This was like two hours ago. I got a message from him. And he said, call me. And he gave me his number. So I, I called him right away. And he said, uh, I was talking to my friend, and you know he runs a production company with cameras, the whole shebang, and he's not really doing anything, and he would love to kind of talk to you about this idea and see if we can get, you know, make something happen here. Because I, I, I guess I, 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 re I hit or I reached him, Andrew, the, the guitar player, to where he understood how good, you know, this could possibly be. Um, and I, I'm like, cool. And he goes, here's his number, G you know, give him a call. So I sent him a text, this guy, and, uh, you know, I told him who I am. And he was already kind of expecting to hear from me. I sent him a text. I said, call me, you know, I'm available up until 7, which is when I, we had to start doing this. And then after 8, and he goes, uh, he texts me right back. He's like, yeah, I'll call you in five minutes. And we talked for about a half hour. This dude, dude, is a professional. He's he does jazz fest. He does TV. He does like he did at jazz fest. He shot. He did the with Katy Perry and Santana and stuff. Like he is top notch professional dude. He does TV shows and shit. He's got like trucks and stuff. And like I've seen pictures of his, all his gear. I, I mean, it's pro, pro level. And I, you know, I talked to him for like a half hour on the phone. We totally hit it off. And uh, he's excited about this idea. He's kind of like the same mentality as me. He's like, yeah, we want to help the musicians. We want to really, you know, do something that's kind of innovative. And, and um, so he's going to, so we're going to meet, I think, tomorrow. We're going to meet up and, and hash out a plan. Um, and we have a week and a half to do it. And, dude, I am freaking thrilled about this. But I am also scared to death because <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm going to have to figure it out as I go. But uh, I think there's... I think well, listen, this dude's a pro. He'll he'll help you. You know, he'll guide you along the way. I already got that impression that he was just super cool to... Because to, I let... You know, I told him everything, uh, honestly, right up front. I said, here's the deal. I'm good at marketing. I, I know how to sell shit. And um, I, I know how to, to put an entertaining thing together. Like, I can interview the band and we can do that. Like, I, I'm very comfortable with that. And he's like... Basically, he that's the only thing that's missing from his side of things. Like, he knows production. He knows how to set up cameras. He, he's, he's throwing all these terms out, man, when he was talking to me, like, that just sounded like a professional talking about doing a, a TV show kind of thing. And some of the stuff I was like, it was going a little over my head. But, like, I, I still kind of got the gist of it, I guess. But but definitely could tell right away. Like, this cat knows what he's doing. You know, <laughs> he's... And, but he just doesn't know. He doesn't have the audience. He doesn't have the platform. He doesn't have the marketing thing. And that's what I have. And it was my idea. So he's he's totally on board. And he's like, you know, if this goes well, we can do more shows and, and stuff. And we can. And he was talking about uh, he's doing a show for Netflix. And then he said, you know, if we, we, we you know, can 
set this off. We can sell it to another thing and we can get advertising. It's, and so he's on board right away, man. So I, dude, I'm, I was like jumping up and down before I this, this call. I was so excited. Like I can't, it's so exciting, but so scary at the same time. But I think we could do it a week and a half. We'd have to, we have to pull this off. It, it's, the, the the biggest challenge is going to be getting the word out there and getting people to buy into this idea. Um, but I think the product that, that I'm going to offer is well worth what I would charge um, for, for this. I mean, it's going to be fucking pro, dude. It's going to look like, you know, as good as it can look. The kids did it with a cell phone. Yeah. He's got like a truck. He did, they sent me pictures of his stuff. I'm like, whoa, crazy. He's got. He said he's got like a million dollar at least worth of gear, worth of stuff. And he's got. It. I, I said, do you have people? You know, a team. He's like, oh yeah, I can get like, you know, six or seven guys. He's like, I could have five floaters. Uh, talking about cameras, and yeah, uh, I mean everything he said about it was just like totally on point. And he's like. He's kind of. He said he's been doing it for thirty-one years, and I've been playing bass for like thirty-seven, thirty-eight years now. So he was just talking like a seasoned pro in his field, you know. Like all I got to do, is, dude, I know what I'm doing. All I got to do is show up. I can do live, you know. And he was telling me some stories about doing live broadcasts and stuff, and how we have to have some stuff prepared in case the live broadcast gets 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 shut down. You have to put something else up. I, I mean. Right, right. Yeah, backup. I, I can't. I mean, it is. You know, we talk about this, and some people don't get this. Some people don't agree with this, but it's total law of attraction, man. I put this out there. This is something that I felt really excited about, really wanted to do. Didn't know how I was going to do it, and then this guy comes to me now, for, like that does fucking TV shows and jazz fest. You know, like huge, huge, huge uh, operations, and he can make like this venue. I mean, if if it was packed, like standing room only packed in the area where you can see a band, it might be a thousand people, maybe. Uh, but it's not going to be that many people because of the coronavirus. Um, and also because you probably can't get a thousand people to that show. But it will probably be a lot of people considering, considering all I've said before about like how people around here are just not giving a shit and and uh and this is going to be a really good show the band that's opening up phase 5 um uh, they're they're killer man and then the zeppelin band with adam pierce from the voice is the headliner and every there's a lot of zeppelin fans out there oh yeah so i could sell this to to zeppelin fans <laughs> you know and there's like zeppelin groups and zeppelin pages and stuff you can go on and just say like, hey guess what and so I'm gonna hype this up, dude. I'm gonna make. I'm throwing everything in. I'm throwing all my chips in. I'm gonna make it the Cover Band Central Concert Series, and this is our first one. It, like a, remember back nice. in the, remember back in like, do you remember U six U sixty eight? Did you have that? No. It was a cable channel. When cable was first a thing, and U sixty eight had, they played. They were like the poor man's MTV, at the time. <laughs> But they played concerts um, on like Saturday night or Friday night or both, and and, uh, and I saw a bunch of good ones, and and I remember it was something like the U sixty eight concert series, and I always just loved that term. So I used to watch Don Kirshner's rock. Concert. I remember Don Kirshner too. Yeah, 
it was like Saturday night, like one o'clock in the morning, right after yeah. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we yeah, used to like... watch Lucha Libre, professional wrestling with Bob Backlund and Jimmy Snuka, and you know, all all, all the characters. Yeah. And then after that, like you said, then would be uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert. <laughs> and I remember seeing Rush on there. I mean, I see so many bands on that show. Rush? It was ridiculous. Really? Rush was on that show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember any. Like, I remember the show, but I can't remember like any specific episodes. I'm going to have to look it up now. I bet yeah, you it's Don, all on YouTube. It's huge, dude. Huge. Don Kirshner. Like you said, there was no internet. You know that was like the the once a week you knew you were going to see a live show, but you you know you and you checked the the program guide to see who was going to be on. Don Kirshner's right. I'm looking now. You know, YouTube. and whoever it was that was on, that's how you were stuck watching. It's not like today where you know kids just go on <laughs> yeah, YouTube. That's right. You know, that's why they go see whoever you want to see whenever. That's you know, like, yeah, that was, oh shit. That was who you were watching. Sorry, I turned I turned you down, and I because I turned on the video, and I wanted to turn that off. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's why there's so many Kiss fans. Because <laughs> Kiss was the only band. Yeah, Kiss is playing New Year's, dude, in Dubai. I saw that. Man, they had a farewell concert, and and then another farewell concert, and then another one, and then another one, and another one. Another one, and another one, almost, and another you know, one. out of here concert. Well, Phil Collins, <laughs> like, I'm, almost, I'm, not, I'm, almost, I'm not dead yet, you know, and then he has a, I'm still not dead yet tour. Yeah. Uh I, I I saw Kiss a bunch of times, and and not like in the early early days. I didn't see him. I didn't like Kiss when I was really young because my parents didn't. You know, they came out in the early, like mid seventies. Kiss, right? And you know, Gene yeah, Simmons. Yeah. Gene Simmons yep. is spitting blood and and the, you know the fire and stuff. Fire and, my, and all, all the personas and Ace Freely was an alien. And he had to be connected. You know. So he didn't float away. He had to have that weight with him all the time. And my parents were into the Carpenters and Neil Diamond, and uh, you know, or my mom was. My dad wasn't even into music. He just like would see Kiss on TV and be like, you know, who are these hippies or you know something like. That. <laughs> you know, thankfully I was into all that stuff, but my dad was a drummer and he was into like Buddy Rich and Gene Krupa and big band and you know, so I had a whole another element of exposure to a whole different genre of music other than just you know rock and metal. Right. But, you know, if you had a ton of options, if you had a ton of options in 1974 when Kiss came out, would you like Kiss? Would you like would people like Kiss? I don't know. I think we liked Kiss because of the persona, you know, the costumes and all the, you know, yeah. the comic, hype that was, yeah, you know, comic bookness. Yeah, of it. exactly. Yeah, the drinking of blood and spitting of the blood and Peter Chris being a cat and, you know, having to take naps and only drinking milk and, like, stupid stuff, you know. <laughs> but you're in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know, you're a young, impressionable kid, and you're like, wow, is that, is that really a cat? Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I I, I wasn't I wasn't into Kiss I, it could, because my parents weren't. And I just, it, like, in the 70s, you know, it wasn't like, like you said, there's no internet. I can't just go, well, F you, Mom. I'm gonna go listen to uh, Spotify. Listen to uh, Deuce. <laughs> he couldn't do that. You had to just whatever was on the radio, whatever's and on whatever the was TV, playing in the car when wh- you were driving around. Whatever right? you and I. Farmer, I can remember. I had a record player, so you know. Lou, Lou Rawls, Engelbert Humperdinck. You'll never find. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, just so many artists back in the day. Billy Joel, you know, all those artists in the 70s, you know, that were on popular radio. Yeah, that was it. I was a big radio guy, man. I loved radio. Loved, loved, loved radio. I listened to it all the time. Um, uh, but uh, that was because I don't remember really hearing Kiss on the radio much either until I the the first time I remember really Kiss, where I was like, hmm, okay, these guys might be cool, was when when Eric Carr first got in the band. And he, they were on this, this show, which was only in the Northeast, called Wonderama. And, uh, yes, Wonderama. Bob McAllister was the host. And he yes, was, Bob McAllister with a bowl haircut. Yeah, and it was, uh, kids are people too, wackadoo, wackadoo. You remember that song? That was the theme uh-huh. song, Kids Are People Too. Um, and they had, when, when Eric Carr first joined Kiss, they had him on that show, on Wonderama. And I so that had to. I don't know when Eric Carr joined Kiss. When, when did Peter Chris leave? It was ha- it had to be like 80, 79, 80 for Dynasty. Yeah, eighties, eighties. Yeah. So it was. So I was like thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old. So I was still watching that show. It was a great show. It, it had a, a. I don't remember. Never mind. <laughs> I do remember. Wonderama. I, I can't explain it, but it was Wonderama by McAllister. Look it up on YouTube, kids. You'll find it. Um. And and so and then I heard some of the music after that. I was like, hmm, all right, this is this isn't bad. And then you know when I started getting into rock, I was like immediate. And that's when Kiss was in there. They just took off their makeup phase. They put Lick It Up album came out and uh, Animalize. Nineteen eighty, Eric Carr joined Kiss. Okay, yeah. So eighty. What was the album? It was Dynasty, or do you have it up on your thing? They can. No, that had to be after Dynasty. It was I, I can picture the album cover. It was like dark and it was like, kinda like they were glowing. They're all their faces. I know I can look it up on the internet too, but hang on a minute right now. Let's right. see. Eric Carr, he remembered Kiss. Wow, Eric Carr died of heart cancer in nineteen ninety one at the age of forty one. Yeah. Poor bastard. Let's see. Kiss. You auditioned for Kiss. Uh, All right, this night, is Night Flight. Night Flight, was, right. Was the first show, Paul Stanley on the Night Flight program in 83, and then said in two weeks we're playing the debut concert. Damn. And... Yeah, I don't know what the album was, though. It doesn't say. I'm going to find it quicker than you. Creatures of the Night. Thank you. Kids are people, too. Creatures of the Night, 1982. Look, yeah, Kids are people, too. Filmed in light, 1980. Yes. Oh, oh the video's up? On the syndicated television youth show, Kids are people, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it yeah. was Wonderama was the name of the show. Uh, that this, you know, these people are, you know. Kids are people too was the song. Kids are people too. Wackadoo, wackadoo, wackadoo. Car's first album with Kiss was 1981's Music from the Elder. Oh, Music from the Elder, right. Which I've never actually heard. Mm-hmm. And then Black Diamond. Creatures of the Night. Uh, compilation album, Samantha's Thrashes and Hits. Yeah, that's not like an album. Then album. Bruce Kulick was in there for a while. Yeah, so, well, Lick It Up is the first album I got. I remember getting it on vinyl, 
and then yeah. that was Vinnie Vincent, and then Animalized was the year after, and then I saw them on tour, and they were killer. I mean, they like Paul Stanley's voice was just ridiculous, and uh, it was just cool. It, the, just even the novelty of seeing Kiss, and I ended up seeing Kiss after that probably another four or five times, uh, and and once at least once with makeup because they did like a we're this is the last time we're wearing makeup tour which turned out to not be true kiss unmasked unmasked is uh, 1980 yes yeah I remember that whole hubbub that was a pretty good shtick though you know they had their it, the whole like what do they look like everybody wondering what do they really look like do we want to know Gene Simmons should have just kept his makeup on. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, um, uh, what do you? So, what do you? Th- I mean, I'm excited about this idea. And any people out there that, you, if you're listening and you have a band and you want to do some sort of big event like that, uh, we we're gonna start this. We're gonna do this. I'm I'm serious, man. I'm I'm hitting the ground running here. Uh, and if I fall flat on my face, that happens. But whatever. Uh, look out for this. The Carbon Central Concert Series starting. December 6th that's the plan and then uh, from on uh, uh, from then on I, I'd like to do it. it's it's exciting to me dude I'll, I'm gonna do like be a host be like a Ryan Seacrest because um, that's fun for me and uh, do interviews with these bands and uh, and put on some really good shows and get oh, I'm so excited Tony <laughs> about cooking up with it's this guy dude, it's exciting time uh, this, with this guy who's like knows how to do TV so look out for that people and uh, an hour is up, just like that. Um, CarbanCentral.com, go sign up for a profile. You know, you if you go now, you're going to be one of the ones that, when Carbon Central is the coolest thing ever in the world, and, and everybody's talking about it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I was on Carbon Central, man. I used to listen to the podcast. I had a profile, man. You want to be that person. You want to be, and you want it to be that for real. Because you're going to be considered cool. So go sign up now for you, your band, or both. CardBandCentral.com. You guys rock. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 